everyone and welcome back to let's fucking go there a podcast where we have real raw unfiltered conversation around sex shame spirituality and in this week's episode we dive into our menstrual cycles living with the phases of your cycle and shedding shame around periods period sex and all of those things. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Let's Fucking Go There. I am so excited for the guest we have on the show today. This person has, I've got to watch her really step fully into her power and her truth. Um, she is somebody who I have no care. We met like what, two years, three, two, three years. I don't know. How long ago Probably was it? Like three, at least three, three years ago. Um, but I think we've really started getting close in, during COVID is when we got really close. And I just watched you go from, you were always an amazing person, but kind of just like coming into your own and being such a light for so many people and like it's been such an honor so today on the show we have Kara I'm gonna let her explain herself who she is first so Kara on a soul level without any labels or restrictions who are you I am I would say describe myself as a very old soul I feel like I came into this life with this super passion for women's health and this like just a feminine embodiment that I'm like slowly transitioning into and like really finding out who I am I guess I have this old soul but I'm also discovering like a new version of who I am Mm, I love that that's beautiful and who are you what do you do I am an esthetician I'm a daughter I'm a girlfriend I am a healer yeah Serena's going to be really upset you didn't say aunt. I am an auntie. (laughs) You are a recently new auntie. I think one of the coolest things that I watched you and your sisters do was you giving your sister Reiki during her pregnancy too in those photos. It was so beautiful. Um, Yeah. Yeah. We had a really cool session where she was struggling with whether to get induced or not and it was the most powerful thing I felt like I could literally feel her baby in my womb like the pressure of it and like just really grounding her making the decision that she needed to it was like an amazing experience and like reflecting back on her Kristen if you're listening to this I don't mean to put you on blast but her delivery process was like full of grace you know Um, I wish that I had you when I was going into labor with my oldest because my labor story was pretty traumatic. Um, A lot of women's women's stories are uh, because there's not much education around what childbirth could look like. It's, you know, so yeah, I loved that moment between you two. All right. So um, we're going to be talking about a bunch of different topics today, but it all comes together. And Kara, you are really passionate about living in alignment with your cycle and the phases of your cycle. And um, if you are listening to this, this is your cue to pause this, grab a pen, or feel free to message and reach out or book a session with Kara afterwards to kind of dive deeper into this because we're here for an hour and there's so much behind each phase. But take it away. Like what's the starting cycle? What is like the phases, all of that stuff? Okay. So I'm going to try to keep it as simple as I can and just kind of make it like a fun way of remembering because this is how I originally learned it. So starting off is your follicular phase. So this is the phase it's um, right after your, the last day of your bleed and they describe it in seasons. So this season would be spring. So that's so what I'm in right now. As for- yeah, yeah. Okay. Me too. We're, we're, we're alive yes. right now. So this season is when um, you're starting to get this like energy back. So scientifically your estrogen is rising, but if we look at it in this theory, you're starting to get this energy back. I mean, you just finished your flow. You're, you're coming back to life again after this like inner hibernation you were in. 
So you're getting your energy back. And if we focus this on like foods and exercise, this is when you're thinking like light. So it's like fresh foods, your metabolism's a little slower. So you're able to just eat more throughout the day. And exercise wise, you have energy, you want to burn calories, you want to go on a run, you want to try something new. So that's where I like to keep the follicular. It's just like fresh. Okay. What's our horny level? Obviously on this podcast, we talk about sex where we at and the lubrication of our vaginas and vulvas. Like I do notice after my menstruation, I become a little bit drier and it, then I normally am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you go through this phase. I mean, every person is different and every cycle is different but you actually go from bleeding to scientifically what's called like the G mucus. Okay. So it, it helps to like um, protect you from bacteria and different things like that. So it's kind of the in-between stage before like you start to go through ovulation. And so we are a little dry. Yeah. 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 Okay. But then as, as our estrogen is rising through this phase, we are going to start getting more horny. You're more like when we're moving into ovulation, you're just like, have that glow. You just want sex because evolution, like you are, you're trying to make a baby in the sense of evolution. Yeah. I remember at some point you were talking about different pain tolerances for phases as well. What is there like a higher pain tolerance during this phase? Um, Yeah. I would say uh, the further away from menstruation you are, the higher your pain tolerance is going to be. Okay. When you get closer to menstruation, that is when you're going to be like, you know, you're sensitive at that point. Your whole body's sensitive. Your energy, your emotions, your physical body. Yeah, everything. Yeah. It makes sense because, like, I don't prefer my nipples to be touched or bit or anything during my menstruation. But like, it's more more towards that point. I feel like you want to be like loved. Like you want like a slow. Yeah candles you know like more romantic whereas ovulation is more of that like wild like animals type. yes oh so you really primal Very yeah primal. exactly it is it is primal because that is when essentially you should be creating a baby that's what your body hormonally is going through so it's going to make you have this attractive glow to want this mm, yeah I love that um, so transitioning into that from follicular we're going into ovulation so that's summer so that's basically what we're talking about this like wild you're feeling hot you're full of energy you have this confidence about you and this is because your estrogen is rising you're going through this whole cycle and you're it's kind of the same as follicular your energy's up you still want to do cardio fresh foods you're still in that like you know like summary you are um you want to have more conversations with people. So going out with friends, that's kind of this phase. And a lot of people listening to this are into spirituality. I find myself so intuitive during my ovulation phase and so creative. Mm -hmm. I am just like birthing new ideas after another. Another thing is we touched on it a little bit earlier. um, The wetness of my vagina. I'm so juicy during my ovulation. Mm -hmm. It is fantastic. I love to taste myself. I love to like feel the wetness between my fingers and like, I just feel so sexy. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. My husband's always like, Oh, you're ovulating. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what it is. It's that primal evolution. Like this is when you feel your best because this is when you're trying to attract a mate in the wild, you know? Yeah. Even to men, we are actually more attractive. So I, um, side note, this is kind of a cool fact that I learned today. I was listening to a book and they were saying how they did this, um, this scientific experiment and actually strippers who aren't on birth control actually make more money when they're ovulating versus their luteal phase. Yeah. And it's just because you radiate this glow and like the men were like giving them more money or whoever their, their price ranges would like divot with where they were in their cycle. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. That's yeah it was, I was like mind blown. Yeah. And it's so true. Like my self-confidence 
skyrockets when I'm ovulating. <laughs> like I'm the shit. I'm a bad bitch. Yeah. Like, and I feel yeah. so good. Um, I mean, I have learned to honor each phase. Like right now, I yeah. haven't hit that beautiful energetic piece of my follicular phase yet. I'm still kind of cocooning and coming out of that cocoon slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know, like right around the corner, is that juicy, fun phase. Um, Okay. So ovulation on an energetic standpoint, you obviously have more energy. So this is a really good time to, to like dive into creative projects, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or, um, they say like, this is when you want to schedule interviews. You're Uh able to confidently speak. You look like attractive to people. Like, you know what you're talking about. You have no brain fog. You're like on it or like trying new things like you're more ambitious because you have this like extra energy this creativeness about you that is just like let's do it okay so what's your favorite thing to do during your ovulation phase besides sex (laughs) Uh, yeah right um my favorite I just honestly I love the difference in like my workouts during ovulation because like you, you can just feel like you just want to go, like you're on the treadmill, you're outside and you're just like, fuck, like, I just want to, like, you have this energy that you just want to run. Like, it's my favorite. I love that. And I think not so many people are not educated on the cycle and the phases, you know? Yeah. Um, and especially with like working out, because I remember like pushing yeah. myself to go to the gym when I'm bleeding and I'm like, you know, you're, you're being hard on yourself. Like why, like I could do this two weeks ago. Why can't I run three miles today? Yeah. And as women, like we're so hard on ourselves about everything. So if you can educate yourself on these cycles, you almost give yourself that relief. Like, Oh, um, I'm in luteal. My energy's low. I need to like not be hard on myself. Yeah. And I feel like there's like a, that mental fog, um, during my menstrual phase that kind of lingers into the beginning of the follicular phase for me. And then ovulation, I'm just so clear minded that it almost makes me feel like I'm crazy. Sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, I have all of these, like it's, but since I've leaned into the flow of it, like I have this level of awareness around it and it makes it a lot more of a graceful transition for me. All right. Mm-hmm. So we know ovulation is where the juice is at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then after all the juiciness, we go into luteal, which is fall. So you're thinking it's, it's that time where we're starting to get cozy. We're starting to go inward. Luteal is kind of a long phase. It typically lasts like two weeks for people. Okay. So, um, when you have the first week of luteal after ovulation, you still have that energy, you still have that flow, like you're transitioning into that. But then the second week of luteal, right before your period, that's when you're going to notice like an energy depletion. You're going to want to start slowing things down. You actually can, um, if you're into like lifting at the gym, this is when you can build more muscle as a woman. So it's kind of cool versus like the beginning of the month. So you just, everything's kind of slowing down. You're just like collecting, collecting things, kind of getting in that, getting in that mode, ready to go into that hibernation where I, I organize things as it's like, okay, like next week's going to be my period. I'm going to want to slow down. So I'm going to kind of get things done this week, organize my thoughts. So next week I can really just go inwards. Mm. Yeah. Which transitions us into menstruation then, which is winter. So we're going inward. We're thinking about what's going on within us. This is when we are the most intuitive as well. So plan a date night with yourself if you're not into like, I mean, you can have sex during this phase too, but you can also plan a date night with yourself, journal, figure out what's going on and reflecting inside. Yeah. Do you do date nights with yourself? Yeah. I mean, I like to, you know, light some candles, maybe take a bath if you're having any cramps. Did you ever take the erotic blueprint quiz I have on my, in my bio? I want to see, you need to take that and let me know if you're energetic or not, just by like the way you're talking about the candles and like the environment, (laughs) energetic lovers like to have that set the space, you know? Yeah. And I, yeah. Absolutely. So thank you. That's um, very tip of the iceberg with the cycles and the phases that we have. Um, 
do you schedule, like, do you try your best to schedule everything around this and what difference has it made in your life? Like, when did you start living this way? So, I mean, it's, it's been a collective journey of everything that kind of like spirituality, me getting off of birth control, discovering the cycles, tapping into my feminine, you know, this whole long thing. But I would say that I try to live my life as best as I can. I eat with it because I have recognized how my metabolism changes throughout the month. I try to work out with it as best as I can. And then, I mean, as far as work, if you're not your own boss, you can't really control like, oh, sorry, I'm bleeding. I can't work this week. But I try to um, still like take it easy on myself. Like, okay, oh, I don't have to go into work till this time. I'm going to sleep in today. I'm not going to wake up early and work out. So I feel like I have done a pretty good job at like, really living my life with my cycle which makes it so aligned in so many other ways than just like hormonally I love that all right before we dive into the next this next portion I want to let everybody on here know that we are not doctors we're not prescribing anything this is our own personal experience and education that we have gained throughout the years and with that being said, um, I see you consistently post about birth control and I wanted to hear your own journey. I'll share a little bit about my journey with birth control as well. Um, after my son, Gavin, I got the Depo Vera shot. Mm. Oh, and once that's in your body, like you can't like just stop it. You can't get it out of your body. I like gained more weight on that than I did when I was pregnant first off. So, I mean, the weight gains aren't a bad thing, but it was make, it was messing with my mindset. It was like, I was feeling tired all the time. I had no sex drive. I was bleeding, you know, consistently every single day. And like, it really, really had a negative impact on me. And the reason that I tried that was because the pill form of birth control always made me feel crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and so I knew that was out of alignment, but I had, I didn't know about, I, nobody educates you doctors wise about tracking your cycle, Mm -hmm. you know, knowing like, there's not really much education on it. So I was like, oh my gosh, my doctor's like, what are you going to do for birth control? I'm like, all right, I guess I'm going to get this shot and not worry about it. Um, and then I, so when I got with my husband, now I completely stopped birth control and I started tracking my cycle and my ovulation and everything. And like we, that's our form of protection. We're in a monogamous relationship. So we don't have to worry about STIs or anything because it's just us. We just really track my cycle and um, we pull out uh, and stuff like that. And we haven't really had any, you know, fears around things, but yeah, it really messed me up. So tell me some of your journey of why you realized birth control is not in alignment with you, or what was that moment like when you're like, oh shit, what am I going to do? I can't take this anymore. Yeah. So, um, to start off, I always like, I feel like I preach about it so much and I just want to throw out there that I'm not like anti-birth control, but I'm more just like pro knowledge. Like you said, like doctors don't educate it's like oh you just had a baby here's birth control it's like like let's let's take let's slow down let's let's figure out what it is doing what are the negative effects because I know when I personally got on it the only reason I went to the gyno when I was 18 and he asked if I was sexually active I said yes and he wrote me a prescription that was that was it like I was I was having sex so I was on the pill no questions asked um and at that point I'm like hell yeah I've got finally got that birth control I was so uneducated you know it was the cool thing to do I can not get pregnant and I oh my gosh do you remember when it was the cool thing to do though (laughs) all my friends were on birth control and then you would like get your birth control and like you would have it in your purse and like let it pop out a little bit so everyone can see it. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It makes me cringe. I can't, I can't. Well, I mean, that was like a, I feel like that was a moment and at least me as a young woman's life, the moment I got on the pill and I, again, am too all for that choice of if you want to be on birth control, if you don't, I know for me personally, it did not mix with my body chemistry well. And it was really, really, really out of alignment for me. And that yeah. my story is not the same as everyone else's. Um, and that's why I said before, we're not doctors. We're just sharing our own personal experience <laughs> here. So, yeah. 
So you realized yeah. it was messing you yeah. up. Well, yeah. So I was on it for um, only a year, thankfully, in my personal experience. But within the last like few months, I was on it. I don't like there was just something that was just kind of like itching at me. Like I just didn't, I just didn't. Intuition, maybe? Yeah, intuition. (laughs) There's there's the word. Thank you. So yeah, I just, I I just, I found myself like skipping days. And I was just like, every time I put the pill in my mouth, I was just like, this doesn't, like, why am I taking this? Like, I don't want this. So um, actually, it's kind of a sad story, but I found out a story about a girl who was young and she ended up having a blood clot and I've she heard, passed. Yeah, I had a girl in high school. Yeah, and that was I was that was the day I was like, nope, like I'm done. So I just took my packs and I threw them away. And I mean, I usually guide people to like gradually do that, like maybe um, supplement and then you can get off. But like my personal experience, I'm just like, nope, I'm done yeah. with it. So the day I quit taking it, I was just like, okay, well, like now what? Like, I'm, I'm not ready to start a family yet. I am in a serious relationship. Like, where do I go from here? So I just started YouTubing and that is when I discovered all the phases of the cycles was completely mind blown. You know, like they, they don't teach you that they teach you that you have a period and that is it. That is the main event. But in reality, the main event is ovulation, but no one talks about it. So once I discovered that, then I slowly started figuring out um, the benefits of it. And then my world just like spiraled from that on, I would say, because yeah. then my spirituality started coming involved with that. And then this whole womb magic started happening and everything just like mushed together so perfectly. I love it. Um, I want to backtrack real quick before we dive into womb magic. Um, if anybody is, I'd like this podcast to be super inclusive. And if anybody is listening to this and they've had a hysterectomy or they don't have a period, or, you know, they are feeling a little bit disconnected because I have worked with women who are like, man, I don't get to honor, you know, my cycle because I don't have my bleed. I, this is just a tip. I recommend create treating your body as if you have a cycle, um, starting with the moon, like using the moon phases and the moon calendar and picking a week where you honor your body as if you're on ovulation or as if you're having your bleed. Um, I planned on talking later on in the podcast, a little bit about blood magic too, just because this is sex, shame, spirituality. Um, but for those of you who, don't have a cycle, you can use an essential oil and like use it to honor your cycle or whatever it may be, even water and just connect to that or just to connect to your womb space. I just wanted to throw that out there because I know some women feel like they might be incomplete or not a full woman because they don't have that experience and you're not, your body is perfect. You are doing an amazing job and yes. So, all right. Where are we going with this direction? Talks about birth control and how you knew it was out of alignment. Mm-hmm. Um, so this womb work that you do, it's beautiful. I love it. Um, what, okay. First, I want to hear your period, your, your period experience. I know you have, Carrie, you have four sisters. Am I missing one? Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so you kind of had some of them get their periods before you with, tell me, let's share our period experiences. What was it like getting your first period? Um, how'd it go down? Oh, it was, it was dramatic. I would say, I feel like most girls it is because it's a scary thing. I actually remember when I was, um, it would have been like seventh grade. I remember wanting it because like all my friends got it before mm-hmm. me. So I kind of had this like jealousy. And I remember trying to massage my belly at night, making Aww. my period come. You were doing energy work with yourself. Yeah, I know. I love I it. it. I kind of forgot about that till right now since you asked me. So yeah, I remember I wanted it to come like all my friends had it. And um, then finally it did. And then I was just like, like, what do I do now? I remember emailing my friend and asking if I could still shower. Oh I yeah, that's sad though. When you think about that, yeah, you're think about how you felt in that moment with like- My not- poor sister thought that she'd have her period the rest of her life. She had it. She was like, yes, she thought it never stopped. Oh. Yeah. I just feel like it was just, 
never really communicated like I feel like it wasn't as a comfortable topic as it was now like um I learned in fifth grade about it but I feel like as like a sister group we never really like talked about it or I feel like with my mom like we never really talked about it so it was kind of just like a what do I do now kind of thing we all kind of had our own similar experiences like my mom tried to like explain it to us as best as she could but I still feel like we all were like what do we do yeah I feel like there again there was a lot of uncomfortability around that topic because the perspective is once a girl gets her period she turns into a woman then all of a sudden she can get pregnant and they associate as soon as you get your period you're going to be having sex and it's like a Mm -hmm. really awkward conversation so I was similar my experience was a little bit similar to yours um I feel like I got my period kind of late I think it was eighth grade maybe and like all my friends were getting it and I wanted to beat my one best friend. She didn't have her. I was like, I'm going to beat her. Um, and I got my period and I did not know what to do with it. I didn't have that connection with my mom where I could tell her. I was too embarrassed to tell her. Like it, I had this level of shame around something so natural and so beautiful. Um, I didn't. So I called my best friend's mom and she told my mom and I came home from school the next day to like a box of tampons and pads on my bed. And I hurt myself so bad trying to put a tampon in. I did not know how to do it. I could not get them in. It was awful. Did you struggle with that too? Oh yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I thought like something was wrong with me because I couldn't get it in. I mean, I tried, I tried those little OP ones. I tried like all the different tampons and I was like, oh my gosh. Um, and I don't know what was wrong. There was nothing wrong with me. I just didn't have the proper education. Yeah, I didn't know. I literally, I remember telling my one friend who used them. I'm like, I don't even know where the hole is. I don't know. Yeah. What, like, what do I do? Yeah. Um, so that was really tough. I just had this layer of embarrassment around it. And honestly, I feel like um, it still occurs in younger girls. Like there, there's mm-hmm. shame around it, but with people like you and me to an extent talking and making this more normal and like looking at it, not just as like, oh shit, my period's coming. I can't do X, Y, and Z instead of being like, oh, I get to have a little bit of extra rest and mm-hmm. I get to, you know, slow like, down. Yeah. It's like shifting your perspective around it. We all need to slow down sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. So, I know it's, I'm always yelling at you like I'm tired I don't know why I'm like Darian you do know why <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> you booked yourself 20 sessions and you're in your luteal phase I know why you're tired <laughs> I know I want to really get better at organizing my business around my cycle I'm trying I'm doing better yeah, last week yeah. was my menstrual phase and I mean I slowed down to an extent, but I also am so intuitive when I get my period. Right. So it's like, oh, I'm a psychic medium. Like, I don't want to miss out on that juicy flow. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I guess that's the time for me to be more selective with the sessions that I book. All right. So, period sex. Give me a, have you had period sex? Do you have a bad experience with period sex? Or is that just my no, husband? I mean, I feel like, I feel like day one personally for me I feel like I can be like a little more crampy and just kind of want to go inward actually orgasms do help with cramps yeah so I mean I feel like personally that first day I just kind of like I said I do rather just be by myself just be like inward but like towards the end like I don't mind I don't I have any problem with blood and my partner doesn't either so yeah I am. So my husband and I'm, he's talked about this on one of the episodes before he actually lost his virginity to a girl who had her period. Oh yeah. I did hear that. And she didn't tell him. So he is a little slightly uncomfortable with it. So we choose to like mutually masturbate next to each other when I have my period. Um, but he's warming up like this past weekend when I had it, like we definitely had some action. It was our anniversary weekend. That's another freaking thing that we didn't even talk about is like how powerful we are as women and how we can like even, um, manifest our periods to come in certain times. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 And how we sync together. Like how yes, like what? That? that is like the example of 
what women, when we come together as a collective can freaking do. When I was in basic training for the army, we all had our period together. It was crazy. It's like, I don't know the science behind that, but it fascinates me. Yeah. I mean, if you go back way back, it's the women would all, you know, sit under red tents and they would, yeah, it was like a, a whole ceremony thing. So they were when, when a woman was having her period, that is when she was the most like intuitive. So she would like lead and make decisions. But then that's kind of the transition into like witches because they yeah. acknowledged that like women were more powerful than men. I... So then men, you know, turned this into a bad thing and the women that were like bleeding and knowledgeable now are witches and, you know, so that, yeah. that turns into a whole other thing. But yeah, so they were super powerful together. So it's kind of cool that we kind of still hold on to that ancestry. I, that's freaking amazing. So there's this um, girl, she's turned into one of my dear friends. Um, but prior to there, it's like a couple that my husband and I hang out with a lot. We've only seen each other twice in person before we like met in person. We were completely out of sync with our cycles. We talk every day. Like this is not, we see each other all the time, but our cycles are synced up almost exactly right now. And just it's just from like, like energetically, like just talking from ener- yes. And I'm just like, wow, we are powerful. Um, so it like always makes you want to uncover like what else we can do as a collective with women. That's right. Like I get so like passionate about it. I understand the people that don't know their cycle, where they're coming from, or if you suffer from something like endometrial and have awful cycles yeah like when people look at me and say like oh like I hate my period my period's here like my heart breaks because like I feel so passionate about how powerful we are it's like no no like some people will be like oh I want to be on the pill so that I never bleed I'm like Mm -hmm. like I can't wrap my mind around it but I also understand it but you know like we're just it's such a it's such a crazy thing that happens to us like this whole orchestra of events just for us to be able to essentially grow a human one day. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. We're so freaking powerful ladies. What the heck? We have this beautiful portal between our legs that creates life. And if your body in this lifetime is not creating life, like you're so fucking powerful as fuck. Um, Mm -hmm. and an amazing and no less of a woman. Um, that's another thing. Like we, we know, like we are powerful beings, you know, what our womb space is capable of doing. It breaks my heart, like watching people struggle with infertility, you know, loss, miscarriages, all of that. And I know that is something that you do. You help women connect to their womb space. Um, and as a healer myself too, that's the shit that really like knocks me on my ass during mm-hmm. sessions. Yeah. Um, because I also like, I have two healthy boys. So like, I get this wave of like feeling guilty for having like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. well, that's kind of like, you this? just want to like heal them all. I know. What are some things that you would recommend to somebody like supplements or getting connected to that womb space for me personally, the first step, and I do work with a lot of clients around fertility. Um, the first step is like that acceptance piece mm-hmm. is like, this is my womb space. I'm going to release the anger and resentment I have around you. And I'm going to learn to love you. And I think that of its own is so powerful and healing because we become angry with parts of ourselves when we don't feel like they're working the way they should be working. But I don't know of supplements. I know like crystals to help with the flow of energy there, but what are some supplements that you recommend? Um, I, my sister actually just started making balancing tea, which you purchased. So uh, that would be something that you could do um, just to get your hormones aligned. I use a tincture from Organic Olivia. Uh, she has one called Flow Balance, and then she also has one called Needle Nourish. So the Needle Nourish one you can use um, before you have the baby. It helps to get your uterus ready to carry a baby, and it's going to help balance hormones. You know, it's kind of like a prenatal type thing. Then you can actually take it like um, 
as you're still pregnant I think like it has to be like later because with herbs it's kind of like back and forth on pregnancy but it helps your uterus actually contract back quicker that supplement yeah that's pretty cool um amazing what mama earth can do for our vessels I know yeah it really is um yeah I would say like the first piece of things is trying to release that resentment and you know like everyone has different stories so you might be holding something in that womb space that you wouldn't even connect to having a baby but you're holding it there that trauma that might just be like blocking that absolutely yeah and I mean it's hard to talk from a point of view because I've never felt that but I heard in a podcast before like if you're struggling and um you're trying to like you want this baby in bad and you so bad you know like you're just ready to start this family but sometimes it's just about like stepping back and figuring out what is my body trying to tell me like what do I need to fix in order to have this successful pregnancy Mm. yeah thank you yeah so with you also do a lot of energy healing I want to hear about your awakening experience so my awakening experience was with you. We had a distant session and it was ridiculous. I was like, felt like I was being picked up and spun around and I was crying and I was just like, I just did this for fun. Like what's going on? Yeah. So that's basically where it started. And that was so eye opening to me that I just dove in from that point. And fortunately for me, it was during quarantine, one of like the positives of it. So all I had was time, like just time to literally sit in the grass and dance. have this, yeah, to dance, all that started. And um, this Kundalini awakening that started, which you were also like a key player in because we thought that I was having seizures, but it was just as <laughs> I was ready. I was like, I don't know if that was intense. The way yeah, you body... literally wanted me to like get my head checked. I'm like, cool. I thought I was doing something spiritual, but <laughs> we figured it out. We trusted our intuition and unfolded um and figuring out and that is like a prime thing is like knowing when I don't have all of the answers. And like I think at that point we were reaching out to some other people to see if they, and then eventually it unfolded and you're such an amazing healer. I just had the Reiki facial with you and I came, my nervous system was so calm afterwards. I was just like, ah, I do it all the time for people all the time. And I do do it for myself, but there is a difference between like giving yourself a Reiki session and then surrendering and receiving from someone else and like just being present with it. It was amazing. Yeah. And I love with my facials, I feel like I can really bring in that like feminine, like sensual energy to people too, because you're getting that like massage. So I'm able to like really pull out that like emotional part of you that you're holding on to. And then just like push in that like flow of just like feminine energy, bringing you back into your confidence, bringing you back into yourself. Like, I love that I can really do that with those facials. And then afterwards, your skin's glowing. So that's the benefit so, of it all. You, like, had, you had said earlier about glowing from the inside. like, And I was like, really thinking, I was like, oh my gosh, wow. She really helps people glow from the inside and out regarding skin. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that's amazing. Right. Yeah. Like I like to work, like your work, I'm working on people's confidence on the inside. And then obviously the exterior with putting all the different face products on and stuff too but it's really like bringing in that deeper level of like just making them feel good physically emotionally mentally like just covering all the bases with it yeah so where do you feel this journey is taking you I feel well actually right now I'm in a class it's called FEM so it's fertility education medical management so I'm learning how to um guide people in learning their cycles so that they can either get pregnant or they can um, prevent pregnancy. So it kind of goes with all my cycle stuff too, but I'll actually be like a teacher of it and be able to like offer to someone that doesn't want to be on a hormonal contraceptive. I can help to like balance them out and track their cycle. Mm. I'm doing that. And then eventually, I think I'm going to um, go and become a doula 
And then we bring this whole thing together, this whole energy work, womb space. So I want to help people while they're pregnant, while they have the baby, actually help people get pregnant, then while they're pregnant, and then help them have the baby. The full cycle of it all. Yeah. Yeah. And you talking about this, you're like lit up. You guys can't visually see her, but she's like in your hand. She's talking so passionately and that you feel so intoxicatingly inspired by this. And I love seeing people lit the fuck up with what they're supposed to be doing. All right. So you grew up in a tiny town and I'm sure some people from the tiny town will be listening to this podcast. And if you're listening to this and you're from her tiny town, I hope you're doing it from a place of love and not judgment first off. (laughs) But so there's a lot of shame and stigma and like shit you need to release around showing the fuck up in your light and in your power. Yeah. And like, I, you're young, you're what? 22 Kara. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're young and you're doing this. And first off, thank you because that's brave as fuck. And you're inspiring so many other people to be able to do the same because we get, you know, this idea in our head that we have to live for everyone else or we have to keep everybody else comfortable and talking about periods and loving your period blood and all that things is a really, unfortunately, taboo subject. And um, you're normalizing that for people. But what are some things that you navigated to release the fear of what anyone else is thinking about you and to honor your truth? Like what has helped you? If somebody is listening to this and they're like, I really want to be seen or I want to talk about this, but I'm so scared. What's your suggestion? Um, It definitely wasn't an easy transition for me. Like you definitely helped me a lot with that. I remember like coming to you saying like, I feel like I want to do this, even like starting my Instagram, like I was just, that was such a big thing for me to do, like posting myself dancing in the woods on social media. And you're an amazing, make sure I'll tag you and everything and put it on the Spotify um, description, but your dancing is amazing. I love watching it. Yeah, thank you. It, um, It came to a point though, that I finally had this realization that like, if somebody wants to judge me and say like, what is this girl doing? Like, is she losing her mind? I feel like I am on such a path of who I'm meant to be that I feel like no one can really stand in my way of that anymore. I feel like I'm really stepping into who I am and I feel so good in my body now, whereas I didn't before. Like I feel so aligned with that and you lose people when you're on this journey. And it's like, if I'm losing someone, then clearly they're just not aligned to be in this part of my life. So I had to like accept that, which wasn't an easy thing, but I feel like spirituality in general is something that you do to feel better about yourself. And I don't think that's a crime in any way. So if someone wants to judge you about doing something that is making you a better person, then that is just them judging you out of their own issues coming from a place of just hurt that they aren't doing something that makes them feel good. Yeah. So it's just like, I came to a point where I just felt like sad for someone that wanted to judge me for being aligned with who I am now. Yeah. And I'm a firm believer in when we release things that are out of alignment or relationships, the universe calls in people who are and puts those people in Mm -hmm. your path. Oh my God. Yeah. The people, I think that too, like the amount of people I've met since I've been on this journey is ridiculous. And so many people that like is aligned and make me want to be a better person. So you're one, you're that person for a lot of people. You make people want to be a better person. So yeah, coming from you, that's like woke up the whole town of Indiana. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like a huge ripple effect. Like I got to be a small piece, which for you, it felt like big because it was that pivotal moment. Yeah. But like that's the uh, prime example of what a group of women coming together can do. Mm -hmm. You know, we can get real deep into the, like the sister wound stuff here. Um, But the more like resistance there is and judgment and jealousy and all of those things, they serve a purpose because they're, you're jealous because you want to feel that way or you Mm want to succeed like that. And you have that capability if you would get out of your own way, but just like like you had said when I started doing this I felt really isolated and alone and crazy I was like oh my god (laughs) listen I went from being the town witch now there's lots of witches okay Uh we're all witches together to being like talking about sex like the towns right yeah (laughs) you would never think 
yeah I'm like literally talk about periods on my social media every day and was you know used to hide my tampons yes oh my I, God. I sell period underwear so I mean yeah, do you remember like asking for a tampon or like hiding the tampon in your sleeve to go to the bathroom yeah and now you don't it's even use tampons because period. they're toxic and right <laughs> yeah now I'm like just letting the flow go giving giving the blood to the earth like yeah. complete transition so let's share, I, you and I talked about this a little bit last week in person, um, but those of you that are listening, if you are curious to what blood magic is, it is honoring your bleed, collecting your blood, um, making sure, so some people choose to keep it in a jar and like keep it in the back of their refrigerator. And like, even as I'm talking about this, I feel like I need to be like, I know that sounds gross. It's not gross, but that's my programming. My programming is coming out literally while I am describing what blood magic is. It is not gross. This is coming from your body. It is a part of you. It is sacred. And then giving it to the earth with intention. Um, You can get real spiritual with it and integrate sex magic in with your blood magic too. Um, you can, I know I've heard of rituals and experiences where you put it on your face, like warrior pain and not, like just dance like a wild woman naked under the meat, the moonlight. You really don't have to be naked. You can be in your living room dancing. Um, but yeah, there's so many ways you can incorporate this into your spirituality. So instead of when you start getting those cramps, I mean, that is a whole thing. The cramps is that's listening to your body. When you get those cramps and you have the opportunity to just slow down, you know, slow down, get that heating pad, put some essential oils on it, relax, you know, honor this part of your journey. Some of us don't have that luxury where we can slow down. Like a lot of people have to go to work, like you said, um, but just finding some way to honor that phase. What did we not touch on that you want to touch on, Kara? Anything? Um, I would just say that, um, I mean, we kind of touched on this anyways, but I just feel like if you have the opportunity to educate yourself on your own body, then I would recommend it. Like the amount that you can feel more at home when you know what's going on to educate yourself if you are on the pill. Um, I know a lot of women I run into, they're um, on the pill, but then they're also like, after they got on the pill, they ended up starting like um, depression meds and different stuff like that. And people aren't connecting the two things. When you're on the pill, like you feel crazy and you're like, and people just play it off because they say you're just being hormonal. And that is a big thing in Western medicine, unfortunately, is that women are just played off because we're hormonal. But that's mm-hmm. like not the case. I'm literally going to cry talking about it. Like I get so passionate about it's energy because I have people that are like in their 50s that um, like I'll, I'll connect with and we'll be talking and they don't even know what PCOS is or endometriosis and they've been struggling with it their whole life they haven't been able to lose weight they're having like hair in places that they don't want it but they're just thinking it's it's them it's their genetics but it's not like there's just something hormonal going on that's an imbalance but it's just played off and you're put on birth control as a band-aid and it it's it's just going to eventually overflow like the band-aid can't hold it forever you're meant to feel this amount of flow and if it is out of balance your body is telling you to your body yeah yeah so yeah definitely I feel like people should educate themselves listen to their body if something is wrong you know that something is wrong Hmm. so where can we find you what offerings do you have um so you can find me at rising with Kara on Instagram um soon starting in December I will be a coach for that femme that I was describing earlier so if anyone is interested in needing um help to get pregnant or help to transition off the pill and on to natural family planning I can help you with that starting in December um I offer Reiki Um, I like to do either like womb Reiki or we could just do like regular Reiki, which you can just contact me on that Instagram with that. Or I do the facials at Bella Spot at Indiana. So we can also connect that way as well. Awesome. Um, What else was I going to freaking say? You also are doing Reiki attunements too. You're teaching people. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? So soon enough working on my confidence with that, but I'm definitely yeah, sorry, really I'm just throwing that out there. Well. She is going to be an amazing um she's already an amazing Reiki master, but I just feel like you're gonna be an amazing teacher as well. I see a lot more in your future with like moving energy through your body with dance and all the things. And I can't wait to watch it unfold. If you were going to leave our audience with one piece of advice, channel that piece of advice, don't question yourself. What would it be? Oh, okay. Let me, let me channel it here. Yeah. Breathe into that. Feel into it. No pressure or anything. I would just go back on listen, listen yeah. to you, like listen to what your body needs. Yeah. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah. Just with um, the fact that I'm, I know for me, I would listen to my doctor. I would listen to my mother. I would listen mm-hmm. to my partner. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to listen to myself. So mm-hmm. how did you start listening to yourself? To get rid of all the noise put your phone down like turn the tv off go on a walk in nature and listen to your thoughts like and it's as simple as that like some people try to like overcomplicate it it's like yeah. just put all the distractions away no it's not time to email it's not time to text like there's like too many forms of communication like too many people that need you at once like just turning it off and just taking time in your day to like reflect on you and your personal thoughts. If you need to write things out in a journal, see what's coming up for you. If it's like your, like your health or just your emotional well-being, like just listen to your own body. Mm, I love that. Well, thank you, Kara, so much for joining us today on the podcast. I will be tagging her in everything. If you feel called to work with Kara, I I, I cannot recommend her enough in whatever capacity that feels like for you. Um, but definitely if you were listening to the birth control stories and it sparked out, oh my gosh, me too. I would join her wait list for when she starts offering her program in December and just follow along with her journey. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I hope you make some time for some pleasure.